rediscover the facets of yourself that have been kept hidden away for far too long. For just $1, you can take a journey and make it your ultimate transformation. Center of the Sun Plus offers more tools, support, and community to help you explore your inner realms. Click the link in the description to join today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Every breath you take is filled with soot, dust, and chemicals you can't even pronounce. Since you were a kid, you have been warned about the harmful effects of pollution. You have taken every step to decrease your carbon footprint. What have you thrown away? How fast you drive on a city road? And the number of green avocados you eat every week. Those all play a role in destroying this beautiful planet. Your mother deserves better. Mother Earth, that is. She deserves balance, right? Well, I am your host, Devon, and this is another episode of Center of the Sun podcast. I'm going to share with you new research regarding the world's pollution. Your health should be the most important thing to you. You already get up and go to work every day, all for earning enough money to take care of yourself and your family. You deserve to know the truth about global warming, all of the truth. Scientists have done a great job this far, but from my perspective, they have made incredible assumptions. Those assumptions have scared us since we were kids. Do you really think the earth cannot manage itself? I did say you were a supreme being, not because you can destroy the planet within a hundred years. It's because you can heal even your most dramatic and drastic physical ailments by focusing on things as simple as houseplants. Yeah, the 10-foot canopy forest in your grandma's front room, that probably is the reason why she's still alive. Because plants are a vital, they're vital to your health. Some people believe that they are also vital in balancing our positive and negative energies because you constantly are wading through conspiracy theories and something as simple as a house plant can help you figure out where that balance is personally 
I deal constantly with all of these issues with conspiracy theories, just as like just being a black man. And I refuse to see, for instance, the latest installment of any Marvel movie, Infinity War, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Well, that's was well, that was the last one that, that I saw was Infinity War. Before that movie, I think I saw Black Panther. Uh, and way before either of those movies, I the last Marvel movie I saw, um, well, because I was pleasantly surprised, was I was pleasantly surprised by Thor 3, the Ragnarok, uh, uh, whatever the installment was. Um, I found that one interesting um, only because um, it was on cable one day. And um, and for some reason, I stopped at the part when they're like lining up these parallel universes for the like bad guy to like kill everything. I don't know. But basically, I had never seen a movie portraying dimensions and like time like that. And I've never seen it play out on film on cable rather. So when I took a day off in 2018 to go see Infinity War because it was that much hype around it. I was like, well, I want to see it in the theater. I want to see it 3D, but I don't want to see it in a packed theater. So don't tell my boss this, but I, well, you know, I took a day, a personal day, and on that day off, I went ahead and saw Black Panther or whatever the thing was, Infinity War last year when it first came out with the Infinity Stones and all that kind of shit. And I remember leaving that Cinemark um, resolved to never see another fucking Marvel movie ever again because they suck. Uh, you know, the visually appealing, all that kind of stuff. But I'm not here to just be like scared shitless. I want to think, I want to feel, and I want to do something as a result. So, you know, I thought I was just mad. You know, at first I just thought I was just mad because they promptly killed off the Black Panther. Um, and I realized that that actually became the reason why I don't want to see another Marvel movie because I don't think they anticipated the fact that, like, I had been smiling since, like, they went into Wakanda, you know, during Black Panther the, for the first time. And I was pissed at Infinity War because I'm like, wait, what the fuck? They always... Are they killing the black man first again? Another way? Like, and not that he was killed first, but I'm like, the Black Panther was, of course, these, this, like, incredible movie, and then, then in the very next installment, they, like, kill him. Like, of course they would. And I always feel that way when, they, when I watch a movie. I don't get to feel good about the characters. I have to feel sorrow and stuff, while all the other people get to feel like their hero lives. And... And when I say the black man always dies first, I don't mean like every single, you can't like point to every single, you can look at every, no, actually I'm not wrong. No, if he doesn't die first, he always dies in some sort of brutal way first. Um, if he doesn't just get shot and killed, you know, he's the one getting mangled and like torn apart in some sort at first and some sort of other sequence of the movie. So moving into this installment of the saga, I still had the same sentiment. I don't understand why you took the opportunity to take this incredible hero and then immediately kill him, but it's like a part of some grand scheme or something. That's why I don't fuck with these movies. I don't know the context and I don't know the history. Therefore, I don't understand when you create a movie for the masses, 
you make sure that I feel like, oh, you got excited about Black Panther. Actually, the story says this other thing. I'm like, I didn't anticipate any of this. But anyway, I don't care about the storyline. Actually, I don't care about it. And I'm just, it's just not my genre. It's just not my thing. And in, in actuality, I know very little about the storyline of any fantasy movie, like at all. And that's because I've always been obsessed with other shit like spirituality. I do this show. I write a blog. I used to go to church every Sunday. And if I was still a Christian, I'd probably be there right now. But that's not that, that that's just not my interest. And that's not fantasy to me. Um, or that's what or sorry, spirituality is kind of like that fantasy to me. What other people seek in Marvel movies, I seek in just reality. I want to understand the cool shit about reality because there are so many things. There are so many things that are cool about reality, and you don't have to look to anybody to like give you these like horrible images of death. Um, and that's mainly why I don't like a lot of fantasy. And I understand, you know, I still don't get it. Like why Harry Potter was like such like a why. I wasn't exposed. I wasn't allowed to watch and see certain things like Harry Potter as a kid. So that still doesn't make sense because I'm like, we're still smart enough to understand what's true and what's not true. But anyway, what you expose yourself to is how you think, basically. So I don't like fantasy outside of spirituality because there is a certain amount of spirituality that is fantastic. Um the Bible, for instance, you know, that is just the most fantastic story we've are, we've all, we've been told. And it and I say it's fantastic because it's it's lean. It leads towards death. Everything is anything that's leaning towards solely towards death and solely towards these like negative aspects of human humanity. I can't be a part of that. I don't care. You know, there is a whole human consciousness and a whole human context as to why we accept that particular or these particular religious texts. But if you look into them too closely, you'll end up like me um, over here, fearful. And while there's no harm in worshiping death or Satanism or whatever the fuck people, their path they've chosen to go on. Um, I can't be on that path because I'm fearful. My energy bodies are telling me no, girl. Anyway, Marvel movies have those same qualities. That's what I'm going. That's what I'm getting at. And most com- media companies do this, um, this worshiping death and all that kind of stuff because it's easy. Because I think that humans intuitively want to know more about reality. So when anyone gives us any glimpse into something that we don't see with our two eyes on, on a daily basis, we flock to it. Um, but in terms of Marvel Infinity War, the aspect of destroying the entire universe simply does not sit well in my spirit. And that's because it's just like something seems off. And you were raised to think that spiritual things or and supernatural things are not only bad, but that they also always have the capacity to destroy the universe. Is Does anyone think that, that that's weird? Like this pattern of like spiritual things and supernatural things are not only bad, but they also have the capacity to do undoable harm. 
It doesn't matter what is true. I said this on Twitter last week or something. It's how you feel about yourself and the world. In the world. What you feel is in the realm of possibility. And if it's in the realm of possibility, that shit can happen anytime. Like, I remember... I remember physics class. We talked about how everything is because of the vibration of particles and I'm going to talk about particle theory later because of the vibration of whatever grid you know whatever thing we are made of technically physics says that nothing is solid and that anything can pass through anything else but you have to have like quantum entanglement and all kind of shit which we know you know has been called into question since I've been in high school so you know in college honestly um so I'm a little late with my with my information but whatever is in the realm of possibility can happen and for instance in physics in physics physics class sorry I don't know why I can't speak in physics class I think it's just the word um we've we you know we were told certain things could be true so then as I'm growing up I'm like oh shit not only was it in the realm of possibility it is we're gaining more information to support the fact that certain things about our reality realities are true like ideas like everything is water like what i believe um where everything can be passed through anything else given the vibration so you were also shown images of like zombies and fake shit you know zombies and ghosts and exorcisms and all that kind of stuff as a result you can imagine a world in which death and destruction exists on that scale. Um, what else have you, what you have trouble imagining is a world where you live in perfect harmony with everything else. Let me say that again. What you have trouble imagining is not the zombies, is not white God, is not suicide and all kind of shit what you have trouble imagining is a world in which you live in perfect harmony with everything else because you haven't been given the frame of reference there's always a negative connotation somewhere you don't ever get you know here you are a supreme being and that's it no it's a supreme being that needs to be saved by a white man because he sent his son to do this to do that and you have to do all of these ritual things in order to be saved and it's like "Mm." what if none of that was true and you were just the supreme being and that you could do whatever the fuck you wanted within reason you know there's always a negative connotation somewhere there's always a caveat there's always a condition put upon something because we live in a dual world we think that for every one good thing there's one equal and opposite bad thing which may be true but is it true across everything across all people across all organisms you know like there you 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 can't say that because we know that duality does not exist in nature if anything there are infinite possibilities infinite um configurations for how our reality is is uh is made or was made by what creator or whoever you believe in you accept and I'm going to say this, you accept suffering and pain as normal parts of your life. Have you considered any, anything else? No, because you've never been given the frame of reference. 
what you think, how you watch things, what you read is how you uh, is how you think and how you create thoughts and you know that's how you, what you expose what you're exposed to is how you create your reality. And if you accept suffering and pain as normal parts of life, then you technically believe that normal part normal it's normal to be pain and to suffer. So I'm just asking you to consider something else today. You know, you don't have to believe me. You don't have to do anything. You just have to just consider the possibility that it's true. And like I said earlier, the Marvel Universe, I'm like, this doesn't sit well with me. You can't sit here and say that some one human being has the ability to destroy the universe. Like, that's not even true. Like, how, girl? No. And that's why I created Center of the Sun. Thank you for listening. (laughs) That's why I created Center of the Sun, because you are going to live... You're not going to live in fear because you you should not fear anyone. That's point blank. You should not fear your true self. You should not fear the tools humans have created, basically. Something like artificial intelligence is a perfect example of that. Seven Bomar from SecretEnergy.com, he gave us uh, some invaluable information last week regarding companies like Facebook and Instagram and Tesla. Unfortunately, unfortunately, those companies are giving technology and inventors a bad name. The CEOs of those companies are using the same tools that can advance our society for their personal gain. In the process, they're scaring everyone and their moms to fucking death. I just saw a YouTube video the other day. It was some white nationalist man um, talking about when the time comes to incorporate AI into our bodies... That is the point at which we will lose control of something. I don't quite understand what he was saying. That is the point at which humanity has been lost. That's basically what he's saying. But I don't know lost where. Where did they go? Like what? So we uh, anyway. Don't let humans too afraid to create something on their own dictate what will end humanity. That doesn't even make sense. It's like letting like a dot. Letting someone who's not a doctor tell you you're about to die, like, girl, on in whose, given what information did you gather this? Like, what, girl? Like, what evidence gave you? Oh, you just felt like this because you feel like, you know, too many brown people are in your neighborhood? Okay, whatever. Personally, personally, I would prefer to make decisions around health with computers and data um, because I work in healthcare. I use computers every day. I interface with AI. I interface with the medical record, which is probably using AI. Our know our lab does um, to run these damn specimens. And humans must be the standard of information processing. That's that's a given. But the more tools we have at our disposal, the better. Okay. We don't need you. Don't need someone's racist ass opinion of how they believe your body works or when you're going to die. Do you know? Do you know how many black women die in childbirth? Just because doctors truly believe that black people tolerate more more pain. Do you? There are actual attitudes recorded on standard research surveys that have proven that medical students hold biased views from year one to year four. And those views do not resolve after they graduate medical school either. Their their views. Do you know what do you know what happens to their views? Their racist biased views. They're validated. 
by that fucking piece of paper. And I truly believe that technology in parts of our lives like healthcare will allow us to discover human potential in its fullest capacity. For instance, scientists right now are mapping the brain and there's awesome, oh, there's this one researcher in California, what's his name? His name is Michael McNair. He's on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. And he built this AI called Cody. And to learn more, go to 55b.com. Cody is spelled C-O-D-E-Y, like code, but like if it was a boy, um, a boy robot. This researcher, Michael McNair, he's using artificial intelligence modeled after the human brain to analyze text so that's kind of the, the foundation of it is to take sentiment um so the way that machine learning works is that you give it you give it the answers or it knows the answer but you give it the data to in to, to to break apart you give it the data to break it apart and it makes a determination of what you think it is and then there's a process of training it and teaching it yes and no like you were this prediction was correct this prediction was wrong but basically he's using that to predict sentiment so i just used it um his his robot just detected that just detected that i was having a good day so basically it said type in how your days what have you what, what what have you been doing today and you just type in what you did today and the robot knows it, it has only it has its answers it knows what its choices are but it doesn't have any data so I gave it data and it spit out okay based on your data you're you're having a good day was this yes or right and I said yes it was right and then it'll continue doing that on the internet until it has enough information to be incorporated into like a, a business tool of some sort and with enough practice McNair believes his technology can be applied to all kinds of things for instance Detecting when you're being a bully on Twitter, you little bitch. So we all we all know that when you look at the brain with your eyes, it only appears to be a hunk of meat. Like it's the weirdest little folded up little thing. Yet when you start to look at how those tissues connect, the brain has qualities of consciousness to it. And that's what led us to the discovery decades ago that we can model computers after this same natural phenomena. And I'm excited to see what McNair's um, research will uncover. Um, he's over here mapping people's brains. I'm like, hopefully you'll invite me to map my brain one day. And look, when we expand technology into our bodies, you'll find the soul, consciousness, God, the person you talk to when you're talking to yourself. And you'll figure out that that person is actually you. Because the way that we map the brain, you'll see it's it's loops. Um, there are various infinite loops that are happening because it's that's how the brain processes data, collectively or not. Your body, those loops, you can consider that what or I consider that anyway is your body being tuned to a frequency of a universe. So you can see a glimpse into that hidden the glimpse into that hidden world. That hidden world of vibes and, you know, like energy systems and like vibe and vibration, you know, it's a mood, you know, when we connect our brains to machines and we measure that electrical activity, we are getting a glimpse into this world 
this hidden world, this esoteric world of frequencies and electrical activities that's flowing through our body at any given point in time. And, you know, on this show, you you've been listening all season. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the show and we've called that system the esoteric energy system. Esoteric simply means unknown. It doesn't really mean anything supernatural. And we're beginning to find out more as we grow as a species. So your senses pick up vibes from other conscious beings and objects. And researchers like McNair, Seven Bomar, they've proven this with computers and, you know, anecdotal evidence and all that, all that kind of stuff. And you create worlds and sentiments and feelings and all that kind of stuff. And as you've, as we've talked about before on Center of the Sun, our feelings and our sentiments, you know, they seem trivial and stuff, but there's a drumming up of energy every time we have a thought and that creates a thought form. Every sentiment you have, every feeling you have, every attitude attitude you have towards something creates energy and that energy is transferred as proven by tesla and every day you use your fucking cell phone you don't need a circuit a a direct link with wires from one place to another you know that energy can jump like a radio okay given the frequency Woo! and so your senses pick up vibes from other conscious beings and objects you create worlds with the information you have you create a model in your brain that model is an image you get up every day hear more signals and collect more data and to experience the world in more ways than one and this all leads you to believe that you are not a computer you are a pattern recognition being which is the opposite of what a computer is. A computer is you press a button and it does something. No. We already know the answers. We just have to get the data to break it apart to understand the connections between the different parts of our reality. So why am I telling you all this? Well, you collect data to create a picture in your mental plane. And it's mainly so I can give you more information about your reality telling you this because there's something else that I've been worrying about since childhood and I got some new information that can help me you know kind of worry less about the the status of our planet and I have big news to share with you today and what I'm going to tell you um I'm telling you this because you know I'm trying to preface this because it might you might it might be shocking to you if you don't have the right context so I'm telling you all this because on Twitter, you'll see me, you know, you'll see me tweet things like there's no such thing as a particle of light. You know, Albert Einstein, we've been sucking Albert Einstein's dick for no reason. You know, like there are all these things, but it's true. There are no packets of energy. There are no little pieces of light that move through space time. There is no such fucking thing as space time. It's not affected by gravity. There's no wave particle duality. You know, being elusive is sexy. Being unknown, you know, that's why people worship Satan, because it's just, uh, it's sexy. It's the unknown. We don't know anything about our afterlife, so we make things up. And Albert Einstein really wanted us to believe him when he had some answers about our reality, about the life that we live on a daily basis. So I said that light is not a particle. So what is light? 
Well, we don't quite know because we've been focusing on why it's a fucking particle when we know it's not. But anyway, light, what I can gather from my research, light is the after effect of a magnetic field disturbance. Okay. And I, and I want to also mention, you know, the dielectric field as well, but you don't know anything about that, about the dielectric field because we've been sucking Albert Einstein's dick so long. We only heard the word magnetism and electricity, but we forgot that something plus magnetism equals electricity. And guess what that something is? It's called the dielectric field. It's the fact that charges can be held. And when enough charge is held, that field flips and then it creates an alternating current. I don't know how it I don't know how it works because we never learned anything about electrical engineering on purpose. But that's literally how every piece of electricity and electronics without, you know, any sort of like non battery powered thing. That's how it works. It's created by some sort of alternating current in the dielectric and magnetic fields. And we know there are no packets of energy. There are no pieces of light. That makes no sense. And all of this is intentional. So I want to give you some some homework. Google unified field theory or super string theory or super fluid theory or any of those theory, ether theory, any of the theories you would like because quantum mechanics is some bullshit. And those theories are relative, are, um, sorry, those theories are evidence-based, unlike other theories, relative, you know, other relative theories, no pun. Anyway, if you don't believe me, I want you to look up this dude. His name is, and he's a Nobel Peace Prize winner. So, you know, if you must have your social proof, there you go. Nobel Peace Prize. Um, he wrote a book in 2010 called The Lightness of Being. And it's based on some other, you know, work of art. But in it, he makes the connections between Albert Einstein and what he wanted to try to tell us with his theories of relativity and all kinds of shit. And what is actually true. So, folks... All this time, all this time, bitch, uh, physics has been unified. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't necessarily um, learn about that in school, but there it is. You know, it's unified. We found, we know, you know, kind of how things work. And we actually have modeled our entire reality based on, you know, on these same principles that we, for some reason, don't understand. But... Why are we in, you know, and I'm like, why are we still even talking about quantum mechanics and the wave particle duality when we know for a fucking fact that doesn't even fucking make any idea, any sense, and that it's a fucking antiquated idea. There is an antiquated idea in which, which has come back to the surface as a mod and has been validated by modern science, honey. And that's called, like I told you earlier, ether theory. E-T-H-E-R. It suggests that we live in a grid of matter. Like everything, like everything is one fucking grid. Like what, girl? The earth, you, the stars and galaxies, like the grid. And when I say grid, like think of like think of DNA, like just a basic structure that's everything exists in. There's a geometry to our reality, a fucking shell and our DNA. They have the same pattern of geometry. You, the stars, the galaxies are all made of this stuff in a particular way. Seven Bomar, SecretEnergy.com, Sophia Stewart, the author and, you know, of The Matrix and the Terminator movies. They all talk about this grid, this matrix. 
And instead of three million different kind of fucking particles, gluons and quarks and neutrons and pions and up, down, strong, weak, ether suggests one particle, a proton of some sort, which vibrates in an infinite number of ways. And that's what gives you the different elements and the different ways that um, the different heats and different masses of different things. The after effect of those infinite number of vibrations is what we perceive as, guess what? Light. That's what light is. That is why light is hotter and cooler in different places, different times, frequencies, all that kind of stuff. Blue fire is hotter than red fire. And that's because the whatever is happening, it's just it's vibrating at a slightly higher frequency. And that's why when I say there is no speed of light, I want you to believe me because there is no fucking thing as a speed of light. I say that because speed of light as the fastest thing in the universe was called into question in 2014 in Geneva, Switzerland, using a large particle collider. Look it up. It happened 2014. Basically, you're made of this weird, elusive stuff. And we don't know what it is because we've been trying to prove that light is a wave and a particle when we know it's not. You can't tell because, you know, you can't tell you're made of all this stuff because those those particles are vibrating so fast. So it brings me back to physics, to physics class. When we're talking about the wave particle duality, when even in that theory, it validates. It's like they know what's true, but they're trying to fit in. They're trying to fit what's true into an idea that's not true. That's why I'm like, why are we sucking Albert Einstein's dick? Because he knows that shit is not true, but he's trying to fit it into his theory because they don't want you to question anything. Anyway, everything is connected. Don't forget that. We aren't trying to be conspiracy theorists, but sometimes that's just how the fuck it happens. Okay? Okay? Um, so, what we know is that everything is connected by this one elusive thing. This grid that we live in made of this one kind of particle that vibrates on an infinite number of levels. So the consequences of the consequence of that is that everything has the potential to interact with everything else. This is what ancient people have been trying to tell us. They've been trying to explain to us and, you know, to you and, and I that light is something that we should really honor basically light is the after effect of the vibrations encompassing this fluid like substance scientists have called it super string theory super fluid theory ether theory they're all the same and we're all made of this stuff and this stuff is what we know is water that's why i said everything is water earlier because at the end of the day water is this like all-encompassing thing that we breathe and we're made of and we just don't know anything about so we so I thought so light is the vibration it will, well, light is the after effect of the, of the vibrations that you cause light is also a part of your personal atmosphere disturbances in your personal atmosphere creates both good and bad results but even though you can't see it 
you know others can sense your light you know there's a such thing as an aura there are chakras there are not there are centers of nerves and when i say chakras you know the ancient people said chakras but what we know is that like you have neurons in your gut you have nerve endings everywhere in in your body and they're concentrated down the center of your spine in certain parts of your body those are your chakras those chakras you know disturb the fields around you and then you can see a light you perceive a light based on it and all of this is called your personal atmosphere and do you know what else senses light you know what else has the same quality to it other organisms have these same qualities to them and i wanted to point your attention to you know your house plants and stuff because when photosynthesis is measured you know we find some very interesting things and we know that photosynthesis is how plants eat so even though you know that's how they eat in a certain regard they get you know minerals and stuff from from the soil and then it's converted but even though the light we create is not visible it's measurable in terms of heat you can measure photosynthesis in terms of heat Visible light that is created by the sun is what feeds plants and, and gives us oxygen. And I just got done running a, reading a study in which it measures how much how much house plants are absorbing light across the world. That is also included um, in measurements in how well plants clean the air because that's how we that's how we know plant plants we live in a we live in this y'all don't even understand how fucking amazing this planet is like i don't think you understand it photosynthesis has been well known as the exchange of carbon dioxide with the air plants break that shit apart or so we thought it broke it apart but actually what happens is it travels down the stem into the soil and that's why trees are so important they connect the earth with the atmosphere that's also why you eat plants and keep them in, in, in your house. When plants get enough sunlight, plants absorb all the visible light except for the green light. When visible light hits the leaves of a plant, the pigment of that plant, like melanin in humans, is heated up or vibrated to the point in which carbon dioxide inside that plant is transformed into water, traveling down back into the soil, absorbing bright back into the atmosphere. That resulting water allows us to breathe air. <laughs> you know, like when you say air, like you're actually breathing in vapor. That vapor is exchanging, is having a chemical reaction with your blood in your lungs. You don't breathe. You know, you're not a fit. You know, it's just weird. That's how gills work. Anyway, there is no research across the globe that suggests that humans, you know, as we continue putting carbon dioxide in the air, plants have been increasing their process of photosynthesis so greenhouse gases and all these kind of things we're thinking that they're just getting out of control but this gives us hope in terms of global warming but we must remain vigilant to not overuse mother earth's ability to you know regulate her own shit birds i just saw a thing on twitter they're uh making birds puke because um they've been feeding plastic to their babies and on the flip side, this is especially relevant when you consider having houseplants in your home. 
light is inside of us and is inside of us and outside of us. Every cell in our body can disturb the fields of other people close to us and create more light. I I am going to ask, you know, encourage you to think about the light you exchange with plants. Global warming is not just a tool for the government to scare us. There is legitimate evidence, and a patient had to remind me of this the other day. There is legitimate evidence that if we do nothing, our children's children will suffer the most. And we're going to be dead, so how do we anticipate what they'll suffer from? So we should try everything in our power to eliminate their suffering. But keep in mind that this planet is made for us. Or we're made for it, whichever you, you know, whatever happens. Either way, you must take care of how many resources you consume. That starts with your personal atmosphere. That starts with making sure that when you interact with another organism, you're not putting out shitty energy. The energy inside of your body, like plants, doesn't end where your skin begins. It extends out into the world. So I'm going to ask you, before you step out into the world today, consider houseplants. (laughs) As simple and silly as they are, Consider houseplants um, because of their ability to remind you that you are a supreme being. Whenever you look at a houseplant, don't forget how light works. Having houseplants will not only look pretty, so it's aesthetically pleasing, so it has a natural happiness effect on you. The green, you know, the green and all the colors and the smells. There are other things a part of plants that that give you energy, but don't forget about the light and the air that they produce. So not only will houseplants help you breathe better, they will help you capture more light into your home. That's it for today. That's all I'm going to talk about. Please send me your questions. What do you think? Please send me your questions, your comments, whatever, your sentiments, all of those things. Um, send those questions to host at centersun21.com. I almost said ask the read. <laughs> ask the read at gmail.com. No, please send your questions to host. <laughs> <laughs> I have listened to that show too much. Okay, we talk about The Reed. Oh, The Reed is such a cute show. It's growing up. They just had these two married people in there the other day, and I was totally engaged. I was like, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm getting old. I don't want to hear about bullshit no more. I want to hear about people getting married and, like, how they manage their relationships. But anyway, uh, listen to The Reed podcast. It's my favorite podcast. Anyway, uh, please send your questions to host at centrosun21.com. Also, you can... Read the, uh, oh yeah, look at the resources. (laughs) Look at the resources uh, outlined in this uh, podcast today at Devon.org, D-V-A-U-G-H-N.org. Thank you for listening and have a awesome day. When you make the brave decision to venture within, you will unlock your true potential so you can push forward with confidence, conviction, and a purpose. For only $1, you can become a Center of the Sun Plus Gold member and get closer to that purpose. No matter how difficult the process may be, remember it's your resilience 
and commitment that will ultimately lead you to where you want to go.